Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And welcome to The Help Show. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in for our two-part series, Minority Mental Health for the Culture. We have an interview with Afro-Latino artist Frederick Douglass, a.k.a. 217 and Choke. This is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The Help Show. Hey, guys, um, welcome back to, this is episode seven, um, Minority Mental Health um, for the Culture. And so we are actually sitting here with some really amazing artists. Like, I'm so excited, super excited. I got to calm down. <gasps> Breathe. Because <laughs> me and Tiffany, we actually went to San Antonio to an exhibit um, that they um, showed their art, their artwork, which was absolutely amazing. So I am sitting here with... Oh, my name is Frederick Douglas Moore, a.k.a. Mr. 21-7. And I am with the lovely... Choke choke and so we are going to get this interview started i'm just i'm an artist myself so i love creativity i love art like i'm i'm like right now i'm in my fantasy (laughs) yeah no so let's get this um this interview started so first of all two one you want to call you two Two one seven two one seven two two okay two one seven okay (laughs) tell us about your um, tell us about your background before becoming a professional artist Man, I was born in Austin, Texas, and uh, my parents are from very different places. My mom was European by way of Spain. My father, he's from the Northeast, but they moved down to Dallas. And so I was raised in Austin and uh, with my grandmother over there. And uh, we did, uh, we built little houses out of wood and little houses for like uh, bugs, you know, like we put like rocks together. And then that sparked my mind to want to make houses and buildings and then uh, living in Spain, uh, like off and on my whole life in a monastery, uh, that caused me to want to make churches and temples and oh, stuff nice. like that. And then being of my black background here, you know, my father was, uh, he's a Moor, so he's telling me about uh, Moorish history and stuff. And I'm actually living in the in the monastery where uh, where the Moors was kicked out of, okay. you know, Isabella Ferdinand's monastery. Uh, I sat in their thrones and uh, walked around barefoot and ran around in the, in the cobblestones. And uh, grew up like that, and then came back over here to America in uh, in Austin, and uh, created my own toys, basically. Oh wow! So I could, you know, you know, have things to play with, like really detailed things to play with. I would make doll houses. You know, you call them doll houses. I call them GI Joe forts. (laughs) (laughs) This work here, your your work is absolutely amazing. Like the detail in it. Um, So. Before I get into this, because I'm, I really want to get into your work. I want to know about what about you, Choke? Um, tell us about your background before you becoming becoming a professional artist. Ooh, I was born with a paintbrush. <laughs> this is not a choice for me. This is this is like what I was born to do. Okay. Is, is, I haven't done anything else other than that. Uh, meaning, I left school very early, about 14 years old, because I knew that I wanted to be an artist. So I maybe you could say I've been a professional since then. Okay. I used to do uh, custom little designs and t-shirts. Everybody would hit me up for their hats and their chucks and back on their pockets and designs and stuff. And, um, you know, I would travel around. Then I met these guys and uh, we hit the road. And so where are you originally from? Where, tell I'm originally us a little bit. from D.C. Okay. Mm-hmm. Originally okay. from D.C. Uh, moved down to Miami when I was 18. Then came back up to Baltimore with the hair school for a few years and then moved out to Oakland for close to 10 years and then made my way down here. Uh, the warehouse that I was living in over there that got shut down. Okay. Part of that whole wave of, of warehouses that have been shut down in, uh, in the country. Uh, and uh, I didn't have anywhere to go, so I was homeless. For, huh. I was homeless for a good year and some change and I uh, found myself coming here, hanging out with family and stayed. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of had a nomadic existence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just, yeah it's, it's been. I mean, I've my artwork's taken me all over the world. I mean, Greece, Turkey, um, Japan, Thailand, all over. Um, so, I, yeah, this isn't... I choose it, but it definitely chose me. Because, I mean, I'm still learning. And, like, him and I have had super deep conversations on, like, why is it that we're painting the things or why is it that we're creating the things that we have and we have this really deep connection with that right and um you know we're we're definitely exploring our ancestors and we give thanks to our ancestors and we 
put it in our work. I see. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. So you're actually answering a little bit of the next question, mm -hmm. which is more specifically, and you kind of touched on this too on seven about how your cultural background has influenced your are you you know growing up in places of like the perfect representation of a culture mm -hmm. and then also living in the opposite something where everything's kind of mixed together in a place like america so tell me a little bit more in detail you know because he has some prints here as well right that uh when we talked last week it was really beautiful to hear his discovery of certain parts of his cultural identity so give right. us a little bit more about how you got to that place with your art when we were doing archaeology over there in, in Europe, my stepdad, he was a top Roman archaeologist, so we had a lot of a lot of culture. He knew seven languages, you know, so a lot of my family over there, they know a lot of languages. Then coming back over here, you know, uh, just dealing with hip-hop, a lot of that kind of stuff, and then blending that kind of stuff together and then trying to create, you know, these, uh, these uh, buildings and images, you know, beautiful imagery to try to activate the, the mind. It was when um, a friend of mine was 18, we were 18 years old, it was when I got onto this this uh, artistic trip. I was doing it since I was 14, making little buildings and whatnot, yeah. out of eraser, but when I was 18, my friend was killed and I, uh, he came to my dream. And so that that showed me that there's some kind of spiritual thing going on in the world, you know. Yes. He was telling me stuff that I couldn't couldn't know possibly physically <laughs> through, the, through the dream world. So that's when it inspired me to start making spiritual stuff. Okay. And so that was like 18 years old. So yeah, after that, uh, went to Syracuse University on scholarship, got up out of the, the, the crack infested hood over here in Texas. <laughs> and, uh, and then I came back from Syracuse. I spent about a year doing day labor. It was terrible. Huh. Then I met Frank, my auntie, rest in peace. She brought me over here to meet him. She said, what, what's all your art doing here, sitting here collecting dust? She said, baby, you need to go meet Frank Fraser. So she brought me right here. And he was sitting at this table and he said, I'm gonna take you on the road with me. And it's been like two, three years now, so my whole life has changed. You've had so many oh, lives. Oh, wow. You have, so yes, yes, yes. And then Choke, so tell me uh, in the same thread of, you know, your culture as a as a Latina woman, how, how do you identify yourself, first of all, before I put Puerto yes. Rican, Puerto Rican mm -hmm. woman, mm -hmm. how has that part of your life influenced the kind of art that you choose to do? Mm -hmm. Well, come on. Hell. Tell the uh, you know, if if you know any history of of the Caribbean islands, there's there's a strong history of abuse. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, I mean just about anywhere where there's melanated people, right? So right. so totally you're right. supposed to be forgetting who your your culture and where your roots are from, of who you are. Um, but you can't hide that. Like I, I can't hide that with the things that are coming out of me. Right. I don't. I'm just like. I'm just letting it come out and yeah. I'm deciphering what this is after the fact. Yeah. Um, you know, so me being Puerto Rican and my parents, family members, well, my father's side, they're really close. Mother's side, not so close. They don't really know everybody. They're not, you know, too, they're not too tight. So I gravitate towards that because I'm like, man, I really want to know. I want to know more. Right. Tell, tell me more about this island. Tell me more about what's going on. And, uh, so it's, it's definitely influenced me um, because the things that are coming out, again, I'm researching, I'm looking, I'm constantly researching, you right. know, and this is why I get really inspired by Mr. 217 over here because, you know, we're, again, this is some of these conversations we've had. It's just like, I know of a lot of the things that you see on here because of my own research that I'm right. doing on the island. And if you see any of his prints, we can probably break some of these. I can break some of them down. He can break all of them down. Yeah. All the symbols and things that you see. Um, you know, going down to Miami brought me a lot closer to Cuba and Puerto Rico and to those types of cultures. So I'm like, wow, all right. You know, getting looked at because I didn't know very much Spanish. Um, and then coming back up to Baltimore where there's a... There's old knowledge there. There's okay. lots of old militant knowledge there too. And I get down with that too. Yeah. Uh, so so having knowledge itself is like priority yeah. in this. Uh, and I think it's very important to relay that as an artist to preserve the culture, right? Right, most definitely. Um, and to tell your story. Um, and then Oakland, Oakland happened. Um, you know, I, I moved out there 
and uh, we were introduced. I mean, even Frank has introduced us to some of the Black Panthers out there, and some mm. of the you know the revolutionary cats that are out there, even still doing their thing. They're older, but that's who you, you know, you learn from your elders. You learn from you do. Um, so just continuing on, just continuing on with the, with the path of, of learn self discovery, right? Right. I hear that in both of you, and that you know, art is you're studying it, you're living it, you're right. experiencing it in a spiritual way, a metaphysical right. way. Right. So, um, you know, that is, it's inspiring. As a, I'm not an artist like Nayeta. I'm a, a seer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the gift I've been given is is discerning what, the intent and, right. and the, so knowing that the work that I feel that's going into this piece is the same work that's actually happening. It's really comforting as someone who Mm -hmm. wants to always support art in my lifetime since, you know, God gave me a gift. (laughs) 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 Can't have it all, right? Right. So when you were in Cali, when you, you know, with your parents, would you say Spain? Spain. In Spain. um, For both of you guys. So when did your passion for art connect with, like, mental health? Because, you know, as being a minority, you, me, everybody at this table, there is an existence of abuse, mm-hmm. you know? And so sometimes um, your art does, not you being abused, but you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And so when did you, when did the passion of art of your own become like some type of mental health for you, for your community, for your surrounding? I bet you we got the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, I was gonna cuss too. <laughs> Thank you. Kept me off the street. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it wasn't for this artwork, I, I don't I don't even know hmm. uh, because everybody around me was having kids. I mean, yeah. growing up in DC and Baltimore. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it was. It's yeah. It's, it's rough. So, um, you know, in school, as far as I went in school, you know, kept I kept. I was kind of a smart, smart aleck, but outside of being smart with the comments, I would always be in the corner just kind of drawing and doing my thing and just keeping, yeah, my mental health in check because it was all kinds of stuff that I could have gotten into. Right. And I learned from everybody else what not to do. Right. Um, But I also had a, I think the passion clicked because there was always a, um, there's always a, you know, yeah, but like a, there's, there was always this quest for like there more. There's more. There's more than just this neighborhood. I know there is. You're right. And so I came out of that. And part of the reason why, you know, I always go back and tell my stories is to hopefully, you know, inspire some of the people from my old neighbors to leave. Right. You gotta go because if you don't, you're stuck in this mental health pattern. Right. Yeah. And you're not getting out. You have to go and see. Right. Some people haven't even left Fort Worth yet to see Dallas. Right. They left Baltimore <laughs> to see DC. Right. Left, you know, right. left San Francisco to go see Oakland. Right. I've seen all of those and in between all of that. Right. Right. You know, um but yeah, that's that's I think that's what's what clicked for me is just the artwork kept me off the streets and uh and, you know, traveling. Right. Mm-hmm. Helping you see the world. Mm-hmm. And what about you, 217? <laughs> so, so, yeah, the artwork saved my life because when I was growing up in Spain, they all thought I was Puerto Rican. And okay. I was like, no, nah, my mama's from right here down the street. I'll be Spain. You know, they, they keep on messing with me. <laughs> and uh, they chasing me. And uh, so I'm fighting everybody. Right. And uh, they trying to kill me at a young age. So I'm like fighting grown men, you know. 16 whipping their ass. Um, <laughs> anyways, anyways, so, so they had they had mafia people after me, so I had to stay stay home. My, my stepfather saved my life one time, so, and uh, and then the, the the Dominicans saved my life, and they they went after these guys. But uh, I stayed at the house uh, yeah. after one time uh, I was jumped by like seven people. Oh, wow. I look like an alien, you know what I'm saying? I'm lucky to have my teeth and stuff. So I stayed, and I really focused on this because this is all that I already knew how to do because I skipped. A lot of school, my mama let me stay home from school in Spain because it was pretty dangerous, you know, for yeah. immigrant people. They was killing, and I'm not an immigrant. Let's keep it real, okay? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they killing uh, immigrants, but they say, why are you dark or whatever, you know, a little dark to them. I say, oh, we're African-Americans, so they, they don't like that. You know, they yeah. hate all the rap and stuff. Not everybody. I'm saying there's, there's groups of hatred people. Right. So uh, so that, that, that helped me stay working on my stuff to the point where... When I came back to America, graduated high school, uh, I was uh, I was over there in the hood with all the drugs and, and, and it was bad, you know what I'm saying, the gang members. And uh, I was uh, going to the community college out there, still trying. 
And one day I got a call from these people that knew about my art and they gave me a scholarship to go to New York. Oh, wow. And that, that saved my life just in time because these people in Texas have guns in Spain. They stab, but over here they just shoot. So <laughs> it was good to leave just at the right time, 2011, right when I had my daughter. So so I, she actually stayed in Texas for like two years while I was in New York doing uh, uh, art camps. And then I was accepted into uh, Syracuse University. Oh, wow. And I went there for like three Three years graduated, came back to America, came back to Texas, and uh, and did that that day labor, you know, picking stones, you know, seven dollars an hour, mm -hmm. you know, and the child support was taking all that, you know. So right. I'm not on that anymore. We cool, but <laughs> but you know, right. The but your minority story is, is really complex. It's very complex. Even though yeah. you were of both of these places, you were never of both of these places. Yeah, right. I'm over here, I'm too mm -hmm. light skinned, you know. Too light they call me Casper, but you know. My dad said, if you in the hood over here, like he was light skinned growing up in South Dallas over here right. with Big Tuck and then, you know. With, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Highland Hills. Yeah. So he said, you said being light skinned over here, you know, this is a jungle. You gotta, you gotta be either a savage or you you gonna be a, you know, a sissy. So <laughs> I didn't want to choose the latter. I chose the first one. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, too light to be every American, too dark to be Spanish. And it's like, but no, you're both. But you're oh. both, yeah, you're best of both worlds. Right, yeah. right. Wow, thank you so much for that. Okay, so um, so you as both students of art, artists, how can people that aren't artists use art to, you know, learn about their culture and like get in touch with who they are as a person? Right. Because again, you guys did all the hard, you did the hard work. Right. You've, you've survived, you know, hard things in your life and you've used this art to get it out. But, you know, somebody, maybe, you know, someone like myself, I don't have any talent for art. Yes, please help her. Please thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I know my stuff, Right, but, but how could uh, a person um, who's struggling with maybe their cultural identity right. and maybe dealing with those same kind of discrimi discrimination and things like that, how can they use art to, to kind of reconcile that and, and work through that? Well, I would start with your parents. Okay. okay. Figuring out, I mean, if, if that's directly what you want to do right okay. as an identity if you know both of your parents if you kind of have an idea of who and where they're from right start there okay and then and then just dive into okay so if one of my folks like my dad is from detroit right so okay let's go up to there let's figure out what was going on in his day and how is that influencing my work? You know, my mother's a New Yorkian, so she's New York, Puerto Rican, born right. in the island, but raised up in New York City. Right. So what was going on over there? You know, right. Outside of what I'm wearing now, a lot of her fashion sense, I got that. Right. You know, um, and a lot of the, you know, food, I can cook my... I can cook my booty off, <laughs> maybe some, some good Puerto Rican food, and, um, you know, again, my father was a chef, so it, just all of the pieces, right. uh, as many pieces as you can, just put it together and really embrace that. Right. Um, but, you know, it is something really special to be here in the States right. um, as a cultured person, because there's so much there. Again, growing up in D.C., and... Arlington, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, in Baltimore. I mean, going to middle school in in uh, Alexandria, you have a lot of Ethiopian cats. So, right. so I'm not Ethiopian, right. but I grew up eating the food and having many Ethiopian friends and mm -hmm. Indian friends and all kinds of different cultures. So why isn't that my culture? All right. of DC, all of that DMV area is my culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yet I know where my genetics is from too. Right. Right. So right. let's throw that in the mix. Right. You know, so there's a lot. There's a lot to draw from. Hmm. You know, and sometimes I've seen it at different shows. I've seen, um, you know, if I come up with some Egyptian hieroglyphs or I'm painting certain things, some people come like, what do you know about that? Well, what? Is that off Why should I not? Right? Yeah. Is it off limits? I am yeah. from here, right? Like, yeah. Everybody is part of this little Petri dish up in here. Right. Yeah. Why can't we explore that? You right. Know? right. Um, so that's where I would start, definitely, if you, if you know some of those things. And even if you don't. Be inquisitive. Yeah. yeah. You got to have that, uh, that, that, that yearning to want to know right. and then want to express it. And how you do that, I don't know. Because right. it could be with races. It could be pens, pencils. It could be charcoal. It could be paint. Yeah. Thank you. So, so what about you in 217? Like, how, how would you, I guess, encourage someone who's 
who wants to figure out how art can help them discover more of who they are as a cult person of culture. Yeah, go go find out your peoples, who they are. Study the, the culture of, you know, everything. Because the world is yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, and, and, you know, people don't stay in one spot. They move around, you know. We are many cultures. We are many people, you know. When you look in, in somebody's eyes, you're looking at thousands of ancestors. So all yeah. you got to do is tap into the ones who, who was great, you know. And uh, But to know about them, you got to meet people like Frank Fraser. He'll tell you about your history. You know, you, you need to seek out the elders. And sometimes you have to, to, to put it out there to the universe like a prayer. Hmm. And that's what I like to do with my artwork. I call them sacred mandalas. Hmm. Uh, it's like a combination of, of cultural things from around the world. I got stuff from Tibet, you know, from uh, Native America, from, from Dogon, hmm. you know, from, from Arabia, from uh, Norway, from uh, hmm. Ghana, you know, from Egypt, of course. And then from uh, Hamsa, like uh, Lebanon. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we moved around all over the place as more. So, you know, we need to uh, study that. And I tell the people who don't know nothing about it, man, okay. just dig into it, man. Start mm -hmm. studying languages, you know, start start tapping into it. Because once you start tapping into it and, 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 uh, and giving, giving thanks and praise to it, the, the, those ancestors are alive inside of the... Uh, the, uh, the energy fields or whatever, so they'll come to you right away. Mm -hmm. They will. And they'll start helping you out with whatever you want. You want to be creative and stuff, mm -hmm. or do a, a ritual to them and, and praise them and, and tell them that you want some creativity and that they're, they're obliged. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And not to be ashamed of it either. Like, right. go for it. Just yeah. do it. Right. Because it, it, it will ground you. Like, you will feel so much more solid as a human being right. here. You know, especially here in the States where we're all like, well, where are we from? What is going on right. we're in this thing? We don't even know where our folks is from. Yeah. You know, um, you I, know, I was saying, don't give your DNA to them uh, genetic thieves. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, don't do that. Don't, don't do the 23 of me. I mean, that's my own personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> we go off on a whole. <laughs> but, uh, because another thing is that, you know, you know, when they first, when they say they discovered America, the first books from America show black people, like African people, and they were, those were the, the dominant uh, civilization havers over here. And then it also shows the light-skinned, what they call the Native American red-skinned people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that it can say that they brought everybody on slave ships, but that's not what happened. Both were discovered in yes. you know the 1400s, yeah. you know. <laughs> people were, were shippers and, and, yeah. and had navies. Long before so right. we gotta know that, yeah. yeah, you know, if if Australia have black people in it, right, it's been colonized by, by some, right. some other people, they're they're about to go extinct over there. You know, right. they're all getting mixed breeded out. The same thing happened over here. It's just that you gotta remember that America. You you know, we always look to everywhere else. We gotta remember America is the great civilization from back in the day. The old Mex, you know, they had their capital mm -hmm. in Mexico. This is where Chinese people, black people. And uh, and the red skin looking people and and the white people even white people were there with these weird cone heads and red hair and they all lived down there and they don't want you to know this Columbus Columbus Colombian uh, remember the District of Columbus huh. Columbia is what controls you they want you to be underneath Columbus yeah. the nice Templar they want you to be underneath their version of his story huh. the mystery is 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 learning about oh. We're not just Africans, we're Americans, we're, we're American. Olmecs, you know, oh, right. we're not just uh, Spanish, we're Moors, you know what I'm saying? Oh, mm -hmm. we're not Puerto, Puerto Ricans, are, 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 are Jews and stuff from, yes. from Spain that mm -hmm. came over, and those were, those were melanated Jews that was kicked out. Right. We got to learn all this stuff, because mm -hmm. uh, ain't nobody going to teach it to you, you have to go seek it out. Right. And the internet is right there. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is so true. So... I'm gonna to have to wrap this up. Very sad about it. No, oh, did you really? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this up, but I, I want the audience to know how can they find 217's work and how can they find your your work choke? Like like what do we do? Who do we call? What website do we what do we do? Who like what do we do? Do you have Instagram, Snap Book, Face Old say, if you go to Instagram, type in uh, in letters twenty one seven and then the numbers two one twenty one seven typed out and then the numbers two one twenty one seven two one and you can find me on instagram and okay. uh yeah i'm on there and uh youtube is uh e-r-e-m-e-a-s eremaeus huh. youtube is e-r-e-m-e-a-s 
Okay. And I got some, some music videos on there. I make a lot of music. And I got a music show here on August the 4th in Austin and art. So we're doing all that. I love the creativity. What about yourself, Choke? Uh, so Choke is an acronym. It stands for, at least at, at this point in my life, uh, it stands for Creating Her Own Kinetic Energy. So you can Google that. Okay. And all kinds of things come up. Okay. You start seeing my work. You might see me in a, a black metal mask. Um, that'll show up um, on Facebook is CHO space KE Instagram is CHO underscore KE and uh, I, I know I have all of the other things I just don't use them like that because I'm usually painting so okay <laughs> you like I'm, there, but, you're like I'm using my like my space so I don't yeah, in my, in my, my creativity thing, space so I don't <laughs> be on that that much yeah. well Thank you guys so much for um, interviewing with us to help show we're beyond um, humbled. I forgot to tell you, TTT, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to come out in this heat. Because it's 100 and what? Oh, what is Tiff? Yeah. Oh, 107 degrees. So we want to say thank you <laughs> for coming in, um, you know, spreading awareness about how important art is, how important it is to be creative, how important it is to find your space. It's okay um, how art is a, a place of creativity mm -hmm. and mental health. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and please, we will post on our social media about uh, 217's event, and just stay tuned. Yes. Can I say one more thing? Of course. You got to make art, because everything is art, including what you're sitting on, and then you that's how you eat. <laughs> Do art, eat. All right. Do art. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all. <laughs> we later interviewed Miles Carday, a.k.a. Face and Art. Hi, this is Nyetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The, the Help, Help Show. Show. So we are with our third um, artist. Um, his name is Miles Carday, a.k.a. Oh, what up, what up, <laughs> Face what and up, Art. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> And so we are in, um, I was going to say Arkansas. <laughs> we're in Arlington. Arkansas. It <laughs> feels like Arkansas. It, it was right. only 30, 30 minutes. I know, I know. <laughs> we're in Arlington, Texas. Um, and we're at his studio. It's absolutely breathtaking. He is such a talented artist. Like the textures, the colors. Everything. Thank I'm, you so I'm, much. What I'm looking at, you guys need to come right now and buy all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So we're going to start this interview with our, you know, first thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank call the TTT because it. it's very important for us to be just thankful. We're but we are, honored. but we are honored. We are thankful. We're glad that you likewise, have taken the time likewise, likewise. to, um, you know, make time to interview with us because he's a very busy man. Oh yes. He, you know, he never stops. Yes. Oh, yes. So. Um, Miles, tell us about your background before becoming a professional artist. Before becoming a professional artist, I was uh, in corporate. I worked for Essie Johnson uh, for like six years. I made it, made good money doing that, but you know it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't, it wasn't tapping into the inner me. Okay. So I did that, and I had custody of my two girls um, since they were one year old. Okay. And I had them since I was like 17. I was 18 when I got custody of them, and okay. uh, you know after going through the courts and all that. But uh, after that. You know, I just went to work, took care of my kids, took care of my family, and I was family man in the corporate world. That's what I was doing. Mm. Would never guess that. Me, <laughs> me either. The father part, not surprising. You're a warm spirit, but as far as like just going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would, yeah. I would never corporate, thought corporate America. Yeah, 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 corporate, yeah. Corporate guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Corporate guy always a night owl, so third shifter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. So, what were you taught about mental health growing up? Like, what did you learn about? When that's a, that's a good question. I didn't actually learn nothing about mental health growing up, but I did notice signs of mental instability in my family growing up, and not with just one, you know, one individual. Like it, it seemed like it was hereditary almost, but right. nobody ever talked about it, you know. Because mm. back then, you know, you know, I'm a '70s baby, so it was like more of a stigma back then of talking right. about mental health. Now, now it's you know people more open, they're encouraging people getting help and whatnot. But back then, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, you you said you needed mental health. You needed uh to see a counselor or somebody, you know, something there, you know, people call you crazy or, you know, yeah. that, yeah. Mental, that nigga got a problem, you know, it's something like, yeah. you, know, you know how it is. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you connect with your passion for art to your own mental health? And so you made a statement saying that no one really spoke about it. No, they, 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 they didn't speak about it, but, you know. And you said you, 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 you observed that, being observing, you saw that there was an issue 
oh, in yeah. the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so what, so with all of that being said, that connecting to your passion of art, was that a part of your art being able to see that? Because you, you look, you know, I think us, us as a minority, I think all of our family members have some type of mental health oh, yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to oh, yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. But, but, it's, but it's stigma to talk about it. You know, it's, right. it's, you know it's, it's not talked about, but you're right. We recognize it. We That's, recognize it. Like that. I said, I, rec- I recognize it, you know. And so I want to know, was that a part of your connection with your artwork? That became your passion? Became, or sometimes you're aware, but you're not aware. It did. Do you get that? I, like I, you're I, aware, I never, but you're not I, aware. I never tied it to the artwork because something in me, I knew I liked the arts and music. Right. So I would say the love of the arts first started with music because as a kid, I just always was attached to music. And I, I love Mama Player Records and all that. So music was my art form. Okay. I didn't really get into um, painting or none of that until I got to Texas eight years ago. Huh. Yeah, I, you know, I, I liked I liked art, and you know, I used to love graffiti back when I used to see my, my classmate doing graffiti. I had a, a buddy he used to always do graffiti, and I was always intrigued by it. But I never, I, I wasn't good at it. You know, I would try it and dabble, and but I wasn't good at it. So, okay. uh, okay. I, I didn't connect the mental mental uh, illness and none of that with with the art until I moved here after uh, after a divorce. Okay, because the the reason I also asked that I know that you say you fight depression. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and oh, so yeah. I wanted to be able to. How did that connect with your passion of art of your own mental health? Well, issues? after after going through a divorce back home um, eight years ago, I was uh, I just fell into this this downward spiral. Like I said, I worked in corporate for six seven years, and you know everything was fine and all that, I was making money. But you were very stable. I was stable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I had the cars, I had the houses, and you know we had done all that. But after the divorce, you know, I was my kids were grown at around the same year I divorced. You know, and my kids kids were not from my wife so it was like um you know after that it's like I was home alone I was right. started to feeling sad you know right. I had a nice car big house by myself you know everything was nice and I would have moments of goodness moments of badness right then you know it, it would just it just got to be too much it, it got to be too much so uh I just took a trip down here and visited a cousin of mine and I uh, stayed for a few days and I went back home and I loved it so I came back Came back to Texas. I, I filled everything I could fit in my little CTS Cadillac. And I, moved. <laughs> I did, and I moved down here. I drove here. Me and my buddy drove here. We smoked some joints all the way. <laughs> and, we, uh, and, we, and we got out here 16 hours. And I paid for him a flight back, and uh, I, 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 I never, I we never moved back. Where you were from? Yeah. Oh, wait, Racine, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wow. I yes, would never. Wisconsin. Yeah. I was like, you from Detroit? You, no, you know, you said 16 hours. <laughs> yep, Racine. Close enough. Wow. So yeah. how far is that from uh, Milwaukee? Uh, Milwaukee is like 30 minutes. We can get there in 30 minutes. Okay. I used to go to Milwaukee as, as, as a child, as, oh, as a kid. Wow. My uncle stayed there, and we I, Milwaukee was like my second home. Right. Tell us about Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. man, Milwaukee was so fun. I mean, I, I hate to see where Milwaukee has gotten now, you know, with the violence and how bad things mm. are. Because I, I, when I used to go to Milwaukee, me and my cousin, we used to scrape our little gas money, get our little bag of weed money, and we would just <laughs> drive up there. We would drive up to Milwaukee and just hang out. And that, back then, we would just walk the streets, you know what mm. I mean? Just hang out. And we oh, 27th in Wisconsin. We used to go to the game room, roll mines, and we used to Washington Park. We would just walk all Cherry and huh. all these other different neighborhoods, yeah. and it was just something new to us. So it wasn't right. scary then, right. but you yeah. know, it it, it 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 molded me. It was just it took me away from Racine, and you know, my mom back then she was an abusive mom. So it was like mm. me and my sister got the brunt of that. You know, she's yeah. my older sister, so it's like growing up with that, and then you know, having younger siblings, and we trying to protect, yeah, them. trying yeah. to protect, you know. So it's like we, some of us is being taken away. We're not able to be us, so. When my uncle used to come get us from then go to Milwaukee, that was just like the getaway of all getaways. Right. Right. We would have we could just be us. Hmm. So and that's what we would do. We'd just hang around Milwaukee and just enjoy. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Oh my I god, can I can see, see it. it in my head right now. Right. I can just see it. I mean, it's just taking me back just talking about <laughs> it. I mean, because even now I just want to go to Milwaukee just to feel it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like every once in a while I have to just go there to it's, feel it. It's hmm. one of those places that does have a feel. It's very I've never been to Milwaukee. Really? It's oh yeah, it's a feeling. Trip. It's a feeling, yeah. It's a feeling. Last year actually I visited after uh, really after I lost my mom two years ago mm-hmm. I had a friend living there and I said you know what? I need to get away from that's Dallas right. oh. and that's why I went and it was just so yeah, it's different. Yes, it's, it's so natural the yes. parks and the water yeah. and so yeah I can definitely understand yeah, what you're coming from one visit I can feel <laughs> everything yeah I feel about. it yep. Oh, yep. Wow. it's a different feel no doubt so, okay so all those experiences um, you know as far as you know, as an adult having this awareness of okay you know, maybe everything wasn't all okay. Maybe there were things yeah. I should have talked about. So, you know, how have you connected it to your work as an artist now right. that you, you know, maybe you didn't have to deal with it for a long time, which right. is what most people, you know, is all about repressing it until it's a problem. That's right. right. But once the problem became real for you, how did you 
bring art into it or how to art play a role? Well, art, art became um, important to me after I moved down, to my, I moved here. And I was just, you know, dealing with it still because I was happy with my environment, with my new environment, but I wasn't happy still in my head. Hmm. So right. what I did one day was went to Michael's and I just bought some paint. Huh. I said, I just want to try painting. And I just started painting. And yeah. I liked it, and it, it, it was there. It was therapeutic to me. It was just like I could turn the lights up. And then I was living by myself since I moved here, so it's right. like it was. I would just late night just get the paints out and just paint yeah. and just do me. And I, I was like I could just play some music and just and all all the while like you know. I'm, so I'm learning myself the whole right. time because right. I've never been by myself. Like I've right. never lived by myself before moving here. So now it's all these new thoughts, new experiences, and. You know, being by myself, just learning and thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah, just what I like now, you know, the kids are grown. I don't have to take care of them no more in that sense of them being around every day or me having to strictly worry about what the kids doing. I right. can focus on me now. And right. so that me time, oh, it just opened up my mind so big. And one painting became two and two became three and three mm -hmm. became a studio. Do you remember your first painting? I yes. do and I still have it. What, what, I have what to bring it? it in here. It's what a, is it? It's up some musical instruments and it look a hot ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, I thought it was a shit, so I put some resin on it and everything. So. <laughs> Let me just shine it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is nice. I really thought it was nice, too, but I mean, I, I would never get rid of it. But the question, the most important question, how did it make you feel? How did that particular picture oh, that you God. thought that was your most looking amazing back, work? Looking back, yeah, it yeah. made me feel looking like I was born. Like, it's like a, 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 a artist is born, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. I found something that was in me you know right. art was always in me it's just it needed an outlet you know what i mean mm -hmm. god gave me the gift i just didn't know i had most definitely you know what i'm saying so when i was looking at work i do now i still am myself in awe like in awe of like i did, did that this? yeah uh -huh. i'm talking I'm, uh -huh. i mean that is that lets me know for a 100 percent fact that it's god this is not nothing this is not my doing i'm telling you that Oh, it's trust me. God. Oh, I know. It's all God. No, oh, no doubt about it. Because that, 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 that painting just gave me some therapy, and I liked it. I, t I like that I tied music into it because music was my first love. You know. What I'm saying? I like that. And, and audience, just so you know, like a lot of his subjects are music. famous yeah. African American artists, and so yeah. I guess the next kind of question would be, how is your culture as an African American person? Uh, represented in your art. Oh, yeah, I love representing yeah. us, and I, and I love I love rep representing us as far as the music. Right. I love representing us as far as the struggle. I can tell. You know, and yeah. and, I, and I, you know, I like to capture us in a different light. You That's know what I'm saying? Mainly, mainly through. Um, mainly through works that people can recognize. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it, it doesn't mean just what it means to me you know i want people right. to see my work and get what they want get what they need to get out of it you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. so that that's that's the inspiration behind a lot of it and I, just as you know as a I love viewer of the art like the thing that i feel most in a lot of his pieces are, is the vulnerability and the strength just kind most of definitely. existing together is most definitely in the in the subjects you know mm -hmm. again these are recognizable pop culture figures but you all, you always see just that humanity just comes through. Mm -hmm. You do. That's why I always that... try to focus on the eyes. You know? Yes, yeah, I, I see eyes. the one, the one you behind. The eyes, us. you get the spirit. Yes, yes. I, I think eyes, so too. I, and and the, I think what I love most about it, each one tells a really great story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a story I don't just stick with one genre. You, know? you I don't. like to move around. I you like do. To challenge myself. I like to push the envelope. I like to do different stuff that I don't, I don't see. I don't like doing what I see everybody else do. I just don't. I just think as artists, we should and represent a, the times and we a, should do different but stuff. But that's a true artist. Mm -hmm. That is that is absolutely a true artist. When you want to be different, when you see things differently, when you feel things yes. differently, that is, your your vision is your vision. Exactly. And, 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 a, and it doesn't matter if you do an Ice Cube or um, a, a Nina, Simone. It doesn't matter if you do those. You see that in your own way your own vision the way that you're that's going right. to express that's right. it that's right. and and being an artist it, it is that yeah. and that's why when you each picture represents just that one chance that's right that's that, right. that one picture just represents that's that true. one and you can't you can't duplicate that no, that's you, why they make copies you're right you're right that's why they make copies that's right because your your, your soul is going into it mm. at that time each, could, even if i did it again it wouldn't be it insane. wouldn't be the same each it, stroke it is different be, because yes. the way you feel and i'm thinking at that time the right i'm thinking about the, even the music can have something to do most with definitely you don't have something to do with the strokes man i'm right. telling you, i love this my thing i have me a glass of wine yeah. I have my canvas. <laughs> I start mixing my colors, and, and I never plan what I'm what I'm going to um, paint. I paint from a very emotional place. Which, how you I do, at yeah, that time? how I feel that day at that yeah. at that moment, and I paint from love. Yeah. 
And so I'm never painting from anger. So I don't know if my anger, my yeah, anger, yeah, 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 yeah. my anger might be a good pain. Yeah, might be, yeah. But I paint from love when I'm in good relationships or a good relationship with myself with the Lord. Okay. I paint from those positive perspectives in my life. I like that. I like and that. so, you know, sometimes I do. It t- it takes a minute to push the envelope because then you start. You go. You got to buy new uh, materials. You yeah. got to add yeah. new. Yeah. Um, you got to tap into. Yeah, you got to tap into something different. Uh-huh, that's true. And so those things take time. But I promised myself that after I graduate, that I was going to do another painting. Um, when I mean I love it, that's my therapy. I don't, I don't even watch TV. I just call Tiffany, harass her. Really? <laughs> oh, I'll be like, hey, girl, what you doing, girl? She, uh, using my, using my brain. Yeah, she, I'm like, what you doing? She's like, what you want, Nyetta? So I, that's all I do is like, get to it. Yeah, I, I, I harass <laughs> Tiffany and read a lot for school. That's all I do. So I, when you know when it's time for me to graduate, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna really dive back deep into the painting. But when I painted like three, four months that's ago, cool. I would love to see some of your work. Yeah, yeah. We won't talk after this, but it's not about me. It's about you. So okay. how? Okay. Yeah, but if you see her, she's a talker. She's a talker. But if but if you came out, but if you see, her, I ain't looking her eyes. I'm just like you see. Her, I was like, hey, you would have saw it off the side of your eye if you looked over there. You said I ain't looking in her eyes. I was like, huh? Right, right. Let me get this out first, then I'll look over there. Yeah, don't look over there. It's good to connect with our guests now. But I guess another question is just you know, seeing what it's done for you, how can other people, you know, have a similar journey? Not necessarily becoming a professional artist, mm-hmm, but, right. I mean, we're in a studio audience, and he does paint classes. He does oh my goodness. teach people I'm ready right paint. now. So how do you feel like, you know, we're ready to take a class now. We can't wait till 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the art, how can the, people the, use that? I feel like the art, any art form is there, can be therapeutic. I think and you know, art is, art is all in all different forms. I mean, you can be a, a writer. You know, I, I, I would say writing writing would definitely be a first step that I would recommend right. for somebody that's going through something or you know, mental instability. I would say like like just write stuff down. You know, because I was I did music first before painting. So I, I wrote. I used to write my my feelings and just stuff I never shared growing up. You know, and this was part of my therapy to just writing, just writing stuff out. And they became songs because I knew a pretty guy who had a studio. So I'm like, okay, let's record. Yeah. So then there was another way to do something, eight, two CDs. And then right. I started, then I delved into the art, uh, the visual arts. So okay. I would say, get, find some kind of arts, get, get into some kind of arts or, or talk to other people that's in the arts. And, you know, I would say, just try to find something like that. You know, find a hobby in the, in the arts. Okay. Cause the arts can help. And I feel like Michael's owes you like a, Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they, they some know, canvases or something. Just put them on front, like, hey, yeah, hey, know, it, if hey, I can do it, you can do it. It can right, happen, right, <laughs> right, it can happen. But yeah, I would say just find some arts, you know, and find good people, good, find good people that's not judgmental yeah. and who won't judge you. And I would say, you know, nine times out of ten, it most likely won't be nobody in your family yeah. because they will most likely go turn around and gossip about what you just told oh, them. Oh, you do some so experience. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, find some friends outside of family that you can talk to that won't judge you and that that want to see you better, that want to see you succeed, and that's 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 the that's the key to uh, to uh, mental stability, in oh, my opinion. Okay. Because that's what's helped me. Okay. So, how can people find you and your work? And so I'm gonna, you know, I want to like shout out myself, but you know, I'm gonna give this to you. I'm gonna hand them right to you. Okay. 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 You can find me. Every everything is uh, at Face and Art. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, all at, uh, Facebook, everything is Face and Art. Um, my Facebook account is Miles Corday. I use that one more than Face and Art. And um, my art studio is 426 East Lamar Boulevard, Arlington, Texas, Suite 108, and that's where I can be found. Yes, you can buy arts. You can yes. sign up for an art class. Or catch me at a show. I, I do a lot of shows. Yeah. I, I like that. Yes. 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 Follow on the on all the things so you can know where he is. Follow me on all the things. <laughs> we also um we we dedicated um day what day sixteenth to you or day eleven or something like that for the help show so you can um catch him on the help show on our Instagram. That's what's up. That's what's up. And so and you can follow him that way as well just in case you missed all this. Yep. Follow me on the help show too. <laughs> We got you. We got you. But we want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for taking the time to y'all. interview um, with the show to um, ex- explain, but let people know your journey. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. People, they need, people need to know we're human, too. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, artists, yeah. artists are kind of people kind of view us as untouchable sometimes or, or you know what I mean yeah. like like we need we, yeah. people, people need to hear this you know people need to hear it. like we, we human we go through stuff too it's been a struggle having this studio it's not all 
it's not all funny games. It ain't all just beauty and all showing nice artwork and, you know, he doing a nice paint party, he making money. You can't always go by what you see. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's a struggle. It's a grind. You can't, if you don't eat it, sleep it, and breathe it, you ain't there yet. You, so yeah, you most definitely. You have to get to that point. And that's where I'm at. This shit is stressful. It's tiring. It's stressful. It's tiring. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, but it, I mean, it's, a, it's a grind. It's a grind. So I'll just say stay on your grind and find positive people that want the same for you. Then you will grow. You, you'll make it. That's a great message. Well, thank you guys for listening to The Help Show, and stay tuned. Stay tuned. Amazing! <laughs> Come on. What, 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 hold on. Coming in on the honey. Look, Ooh. would I say anything else? Nope. No. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful to be back at Frank's house. Shout out to Frank Frazier. And, Absolutely. Uh, like to two of his many protégés. He has so many. I know, right? He has so many. Every time we talk to him, it's like, oh, and I also have this other. I'm just like, and he go hey. check this person out and do this and check him. And we're like, okay, Frank. Okay, thanks. But he did hook us up with. Yeah, we got two out. for the price of one because we had scheduled to just meet with two one seven with uh, with Frederick. See, you always say two one seven. I'll be like Frederick Douglas because he talks about it. That's how he. I know, but she I just like likes his name is Frederick. Douglas. Frederick Douglas. Frederick Douglas Moore. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because he mentioned, you know, his father is a more. More, yeah, I, I, I like it. So two yeah. one, AK, I'm gonna put the, I'm putting respect on that. And then the <laughs> number, she always try to put the area code because Dallas is two one four two one seven. It's confusing. It's too many numbers, so it's fine. And it, Frederick, hey, we call him Fred. You're taking me too fast, right? <laughs> but yeah, well, we were at the, we, we met him at uh, the NAACP art show yes. that we attended in San Antonio. Most definitely. And it was, I was immediately drawn to the sculptures. I'm just like, what in the world? Because I love, like, dollhouses and mini things. I'm just a weirdo like that. Yeah, she, look, she, so, I love little yeah. cute things. And I was like, this is so, but this is, like, better than cute. And yeah. you get close to it, and it's, like, all this detail. Oh, man, it's so much um, detail. And then he started telling me the stories behind it, when, of course, he's hilarious. So I'm just like, wait, what? Very crack hilarious. House, what? <laughs> but, you know what? The Crack House is his first yeah. um, one that he did. And it takes him to tell you the story. Um, it's probably, like, 12 stories high, but in a miniature. Right. <laughs> a a and miniature. There, and there's so much activity going on inside yeah. of it. So, you ha- uh, man, I, don't, I don't know how he did that. Like, uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Fo- like, patience, focus, diligence. Passion. Pa- most definitely, it has to be passion. Mm-hmm. And and so, he told me the same story that he told you. Like, if you look underneath, you see the money bill. In the back, you see, um, I think, five... Basically, a crack house, how he was kind of in that industry, kind of brought up around um, and what he saw. And so he basically mimicked what he saw, but put it in a live, um, in a live sculpting. Um, yeah, mini, yeah, miniature sculpted scale. Yeah. Just a little tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. place. And so, I mean, he, he took a lot of his experiences from living in Europe and That's amazing. Again, just... I was immediately drawn to it. And then he talks about that growth, right? right? When he learned right. more about his African side. Right. And just, not just African, but just how all his cultures, heritage, yeah. all cultures have some type of connection when it comes to spirituality. And so then he had his, you know, that, those pieces. He actually gave us each a piece. Uh, and print. And he signed it. So, um, Thank you, 217. I know. <laughs> We're art collectors and didn't even know we it. Did, man, Frank gave us something. Yeah. He gave us something. So Choke we, is your time. I kind of right. I mean, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. We may as well get something out of why, it. Why not? Besides the satisfaction of helping the people. Right? Most definitely. Uh, and then we met Choke. So Choke was our, our bonus. She uh, was totally a bonus. we were looking for a, a lady in the arts, so it was just perfect. Yeah. Uh, she's such a strong woman, such a driven person. I mean, she said she started being an artist as a teenager. She just knew that. At age 14. 14 years old. Yeah. And is a survivor. Man. And uh, just a powerful force. Uh, Gosh, I have to remember the acronym for what what her name means. Creating her own kinetic energy. I remember. Okay. I remember. Don't ask me to remember it. That's all right, cause I, I was I, she had a piece on her Instagram that was like uh, Scrabble, and that's what my brain remembered. 
And you know what else? About Choke, when you look at her Instagram, she does not show her face. That is her, um, what do One you call it? One of her signatures. It? That's her signature. She doesn't show her face, which is kind of like her. She doesn't really show her face. You know, like the musician her, mm-hmm. for a long time, it, it, she didn't show her face on her album. It was just her, her, silhouette. her silhouette of her body. Mm-hmm. And so it lets you know that their, that their art speaks louder than what you see physically in their faces. Exactly. And, and uh, the art that she showed us was more uh, surrealist, a lot of color. Right. Again, a lot of cultural symbols, the moon. And she actually told me about... Uh, she did sculptures, too. She did yeah, sculptures. she also does sculptures. She does metalwork. Yeah. She does fashion. Like everything. Jewelry. The girl is bad. And yeah. so, um, talking to her was, was a, a, a treat as well. Just getting both of their stories and how art basically saved their lives. Yeah. And and, and that kind of goes to um, me um, interviewing with Dr. Mike, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed him so much. Um, we actually talked about um, cultural competency. Was it? Am I saying right? Cult- cultural competency. Yeah. Okay. It's basically, just being aware of culture. <laughs> That's what they teach us in, right. in counseling and in social work. Is cultural competency counselors? Cultural competency it, social workers. It, it, it basically means you woke. That's all it means. It means you woke. But the way that Dr. Mike, um, mm-hmm. he really described what I like, even though when he has his page, his clients. And he goes through the uh, cultural competency in order for them to be successful in their journey mm-hmm. of being cultural competent. They have to kind of work. They have to. They have to help out as well. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, therapy is not is an interactive process. Uh, just just like art, you know. Even though yes, you're working on a canvas, the canvas speaks back to you. Right. It's a it's an exchange, a conversation almost. So right. yeah, I can understand how he does it with his clients so that they can be engaged in therapy in their own culture and how it affects them but i I like the fact that he said they they have to um what did he say that that they had to i kind of not participate because you have to participate in in in, in your um session (laughs) but you have to put in the work and so he does his part you do your part and what makes it difficult sometimes, what makes it difficult for therapists, and you know this for a fact, is once they leave your chair, leave your office, your space, your serenity area, they have to go back into, into, the, world. into the world. They have to go back into a place that, that's not serenity. Mm-hmm. They have to go into that place. So it's teaching them to, yeah. to create an environment within themselves so that the external environment is not so overwhelming. And that's what coping skills and relaxation skill training yeah and also just the skills of okay how do i cope with how i feel how do i understand how somebody else is feeling and that that helps with you being a competent person culture and and then also that goes back into we spoke about this um we talked about it for a minute before we got on the air um how um 217 and choke they have taken their issues you know, um, 217 talked about him being, um, you know, followed home. Someone tried to harass, bully, harass. Uh, for his for his ethnicity, for his race, right. uh, both in Europe and then coming back to America, you know, being indifferent made him a target. Right. And how he put that into his, pretty much he put that into his work. Mm-hmm. Same thing um, with Choke, you know, coming from a place of not having a home, being homeless, into finding a home. And to me, that all surrounds cultural competency. And I think that um, Frank's, his place, his, his um, what do you call it, um, his studio, mm-hmm. it brings that, that place of peace. Because mm-hmm. it really does have that. You go into Frank's house, it brings that. It feels like home. It does feel like home. And, and the first thing that, the second thing that Choke said was like, I found my family. And, and so that's it. And that's all culture really is. Man. Is what family of people do you connect to? Yeah. That's all culture is. It's just the, the things that make us unique. You yeah. know, like we always, Naya and I always joke about how our upbringings are so different, how families are so different, but then so similar in a lot Girl, of don't ways. don't get me started. I call my mama. I'm a, look, okay, so let me oh, tell you guys what happened, okay? So we did the intro, and <laughs> don't shake your head. So we did the intro, and um, Tiffany asked me, she said, when did you realize that you were a minority? And so, you know, I'm like in my mid-20s. And so I started manifesting on that, okay? And so I called my mama. And I said, how dare you, mama? How dare you neglect me from all this culture going on? 
Why did it take me to my mid-20s to figure out that I was the minority? <laughs> and I was kind of upset with my mom. Like, for real, look, if you would have heard this conversation with me and my mom, you'd like, yeah. you like, <laughs> man, I am crazy. <laughs> and so my mom, she, she made some really valid points. She said, Nayetta, being a woman of color is a wonderful thing. But I never want that to be your crutch. Okay? She said, Nayetta, your last name is Realms, baby. And you got halls running all through your blood. So I wanted that to be your strength. And so when I told you to get out there and be great, it was because you're a Reynolds, because of your last name, or who your heritage was, who's your grandfather, who's your grandmother, who your aunts are, who, you know, where you come from. Not because you're the minority. And so I got that when she kind of explained it that way. Because I was mad. I called furious. I was furious and rage. I'm still confused about this audience. But I understand now after hearing I'm just like, wait, but okay. That would have probably been very freeing to not have to worry about being And then I called Tiffany. I even called Tiffany after this. I called a day later like, Tiffany, you know, I don't, like, I don't understand. I feel like I did something. I was like, what did I do now? Like, you didn't (laughs) do it. You didn't do anything. It's just the point, you know, you never really realize the situation or sometimes with the question to you, until someone approaches you with a a question. Mm -hmm. And then you have to actually come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. And the answer was like, when did I feel I was a minority? And so the the point that I'm trying to make is it's okay to be a minority. It's okay to reach out and have to to reach out and get help for mental health issues. Um, much love to our Asians. Much love to our Hispanics. Latino, Latino. Man, we love them all. The minority. It's okay. Our racial people. Most definitely. Ethnic people. Yes, most definitely. And if Indigenous you feel, people. Yeah. There's a lot of us, man. And that's the funny part. It's like we say minority only in relationship to the dominant culture, but it's, it's more of us than anybody else. I think so, too. Why are we whispering? FYI. Look, why are we whispering? <laughs> well, you know, because sometimes, because sometimes. Sometimes you have to whisper. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think this month um, was absolutely an amazing month. It now, we up. can't forget our other, our, our other uh, what? interview. What? Facing. Oh, my God. Facing, don't kill me. And that's our boy, too. That's our boy. Facing. Hey Miles, good to <laughs> Miles was so sorry. Oh my god, don't I'm not gonna tell on her right now, but that's okay. But Facing, I... so Facing's perspective was a little different because he was a lot more direct about his struggle with mental illness. Whereas he was. Choke and 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 217, they talked more about how art saved them from having mental health issues. Right. And you know, they talked about some of the trauma they experienced. Miles face and he knew exactly that he was suffering from depression and that's what drove him to even try art but you know what he he started facing depression after his after his divorce Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you go through those phases like you're fine to a certain extent and then you have something that really hits home or it it, or he could have had that suppressed and then him having the divorce could have been yeah any crisis uh, life events that's usually what brings on depression. 50% right. of people will have depression at some point in their life, in a clinical sense. But everybody's going to be sad or depressed at some point because you're right. human. And so, yeah, definitely. I feel like that. Uh, and he described it so well in the interview as far as, like, his own journey and, like, how he was kind of just living but not really living. And so, like right. you're saying, it could have been something that was just kind of under the surface and then losing that stability of the marriage yeah. and then, you know, his children growing up. Because that could have been his foundation. And then when your foundation breaks in, you know, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of you have to kind of start over. But he he found a whole new life, a wonderful life, a wonderful fun life. Oh my god, his like his, his studio is so much fun. Oh, it's so dope. You were in the no, Dallas Fort Worth area. Dope. I'm Please. using dope. That's the vocabulary. Look at you. I'm you using dope. Dope. <laughs> dope. Oh, it was so dope, facing. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's it's a great space. It, Again, it's it's not just about African American culture. He celebrates all cultures and his art styles and the, and the different things that he uses. He uses you know uh, current events. He talks about history, right? Um, but yeah, he said he just went to Michael's one day. So I was like, we need to get a Michael's endorsement because who you telling? Michael's go to Michael because <laughs> walking into Michael's and coming out with a whole career. I feel like that's a pretty good deal. I you know what I think so too. And they also have coupons. Uh, get those coupons. <laughs> get those coupons. <laughs> But yeah, um, interview with him was really amazing. You know, him. How many eight years he's he's been eight years he's been an artist and he has a studio and he does. It's amazing. It's in Arlington. 
Yeah. I think uh, I was following him this week, and he, he was doing, trying out tie-dye. He's never done tie-dye before. He did. How's he the tie-dye? Did, it came out pretty nice. Huh. Uh, he was just like, you know, I guess he's just so open about being a student of art as well as an artist, and that's really I cool. love it. You know what? I you know what I think we should do? I think we should go to the studio, okay, and, like, paint with him mm-hmm. and see what you come up with. She thinks <laughs> I can't paint at all because I, I, I downplayed it. But like I have this art that I created. Look, in you got my some home. skills, girl. You got some skills. I just, I'm just critical of myself. So you let your, you look, let them dreads go, let that hair go, honey. You, you will be okay. I'm telling you. Ain't gonna have me in her with incense and sitting there doing yoga while I'm painting. It's not quite. It's so amazing with a glass of wine. Or, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, both times that I did painting it. Thank you. That's when your creative side comes out, don't you? Don't be judging. I'm not judging anybody. I'm the least judgmental person. You but, neat. Oh, but I want everybody to know we had such an amazing time um, for the month of July. Mm-hmm. It is August the first. Um, we air August the third. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, oh, before we close out August, we go on a little break, and so we go on this break to to be able to come to a creative space. Mm-hmm. There's people that are creative, like writers and painters and in the, in the art realm of the world, we have to have a break. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to be back on the air in September. Mm-hmm. I need this break. <laughs> I need this break. Coming back with art and education. Yeah. Art education has, you know, helped children's mental health. Most definitely. And I know us personally, we both have experiences with art in school, so we'll talk about that. And mm. hopefully talk to some, we've met an art teacher. We did. And oh, so yeah. hopefully we'll yeah. get to get him on the air for we're gonna, you guys. Look, we're going to get that. It's going to be, the rest of the year is going to be the bomb. You can take, be take August, go back into the the, the deep vault of of the help show. Yeah, Our almost man. two years of, you know, we got to get ready for all this footage, man. Yeah. And you got to hear all of our growth and just the yeah. wonderful guests that we've had. So we'll we'll probably repost some of the best of episodes so that you guys can listen to those. Yeah, I'm excited um, about that. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. See the ones that had, that you guys have listened to the most and get those back out there. So Yay! And now you're just gonna rest. I have to rest, guys. Oh, I have to a sister got to rest. <laughs> rest. But um I'm I'm gonna miss it. It's gonna be hard for me to rest because I She's going to be calling me with show ideas and different people. I'm like, hey, you're supposed to be resting. It's so hard. Just, it's you're hard for me to rest. So y'all pay for me. What? Because I'm not going to have to rest. <laughs> <laughs> My brain can't stop. Because we got to always be thinking about the help show. Because we want to make sure you guys are getting the best information about mental health. Man, it's so important. Your mental health is your mental wellness. It really is. Like, you know, people say, oh... Money can help you buy things, but your mental health can help you be stable to be able to buy it. Go to buy Be healthy. stable. Do not send all your money and yeah. have nothing, and then you'll be sad. I, I, I don't think people really know how important mental health is. Um, I just, from the beginning of the show, um, talking about Layton, where the show kind of started from my friend that committed suicide, you know, I really didn't understand the impact that mental health played. And so I, I literally jumped in two feet, and and I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly learning about um, just different things about mental, different diagnoses. I'm, I'm learning about um, different strategies, how to cope with different things. Um, I'm, I'm learning patience. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I have a huge heart of empathy. Um, I, have, I have a huge heart of love. Um, I love what I, when I mean I absolutely love what I do, being able to spread awareness, being able to spread awareness with Tiffany. Tiffany is such a joy. Um, if I didn't tell you, I, I enjoy. Oh, I appreciate, I, I appreciate I do, the opportunity. I enjoy um, doing research with you about different um, diagnoses and, and learning how to put a spin on mental health in order for people to truly understand how how it does affect you and how important nobody's exempt nobody's exempt from this no it don't matter what color what age what race it doesn't matter it affects you us got all. a mind you gotta have mental health just like yeah. you have a body your body has health your mind has yeah. health it's all connected yeah 
And so um, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye until sep- until September. Yes. This is I'm like I promise not to cry. I'm not gonna cry. It's like, only six weeks. <gasps> oh my god! Fine. <laughs> She's gonna rest. I'm gonna do some traveling. It'll be good. It'll okay. be really, really good. <sighs> there you go. I'm See, actually, when I travel, I can go see if I can find some uh, of my, okay. my okay. classmates that are in okay. art. I got you. I'll okay. be thinking about the health Okay. Girl, I almost got scared, honey. Okay. All right. So, stay tuned. Um, we have so much more in store for you for the rest of 2018, the Year of the Arts. But please, please check us out. Um... Um, mm, for more information. Okay, so look at us. Mm. <laughs> we just skip it around. We're skipping around because it's like we don't want to like get off the air because we want to <laughs> we want to continue to talk about the health show. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Health Show, and remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. We want to know what you think. For more information and do- and donate, please visit our website at thehelpshow.org. Thank you for listening and please stay tuned. This podcast is produced by Anna Reynolds, Tiffany Lindley, and David Abney. Special thanks to our Help Show team, Kate Blackstone, Roxanne Raphael, and our board members, Eric Augustine, Michelle McCamey, and Zach Reynolds. <laughs>